Welcome back to episode 120 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Vitalik tweets his position on stock-to-flow ratio on Bitcoin. Next, Iman and I go through the merits of stock-to-flow and why I can still model Bitcoin. Then, the current crypto prices are being affected by the macro economy. And finally, where does humanity stand on the next financial system? All right, let's listen in. Welcome back, everybody. You got Will and I, man, here from The Block Runner and MetaZone and Brovi. We got tons of stuff going on. Uh, but today, we had a interesting tweet that got us going for like a multi-hour conversation that yeah. had we recorded it would have been a fascinating <laughs> yeah it's a breakfast table chat dude. yeah it's one of those things like our, our morning show yeah might morph into that at some point just to keep the juices because the juices are always flowing right yeah like conversation juice i mean we're like around each other almost all day every day <laughs> so it's like we're always talking about something yeah and yeah twitter is a pretty good inception point for like ideas and discussions right that's kind of like the whole yeah profit value proposition of the platform everyone's ideas and opinions are out in the ether so we get to react to that yeah. so yeah. that's exactly what happened this morning and i just came in like waiting for my morning munch <laughs> and you're like have you seen this vitalic tweet i'm like oh, what are you talking about dude yeah this guy tweets all the time but yeah this is the one yeah this is the one that everyone's talking about right now. So so this sparked uh, not only are we going to talk about Vitalik's tweet and stock to flow ratio from Plan B, but it sparked a kind of like a an existential macroeconomic assessment of what's actually happening. Yeah. And uh, so we might get into that. I guess it just kind of like spun off from this because I don't think it has anything to do with this conversation right now. I mean, it does, but nobody's really honing in on that yeah. from these tweets. It's just, yeah. we'll, we'll slowly morph into that, I guess. I don't even remember how we got there. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get there once we kind of rehash all this. And it, yeah. uh, it'll make sense because, I mean, uh, it, it's a deep discussion. Oh, I think I know. Somebody made a comment within this whole, like, Twitter, like, conversation, town hall, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Relating things to the macro side and, like, how it cannot be disregarded, you know. And it has a lot to do with what, why people are attacking exactly. this model now, right? I remember, yeah, you're yeah. right, you're right. Okay, we'll get there, we'll get there. Um, I, I just, uh, I saw this thing here by Bloomberg. World's richest person, Elon Musk, speaks on Twitter, crypto, recession, and Trump. Um, so that's, that's going to be, it's interesting because Elon moves markets by tweets. And so uh, whatever he says, like, it's going to be important, <laughs> but that's for a different discussion. So, um, so yeah, you came in, um, we were Rubbing, we're talking about Vitalik, so let's talk about what he said. So Vitalik tweets, let's see, what time is it? Uh, Sometime today. He says, stock to flow is really not looking good now. I know it's impolite to gloat and all that, but I think financial models that give people a false sense of certainty and predestination that number will go up are harmful and deserve all the mockery they they get. Yeah, see, at first when I interpreted this tweet... um I felt, you know, it's a pretty reasonable thing to say up until like pretty much the last few words. They deserve all the mockery they get. This, then it became a much more malicious, malicious yeah. message directed at like a specific, you know, demographic, which is the people who are proponents of, I guess, prediction models, right? right. So, I, right. I mean, and there's different reasons why he would be against that, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah you, never, you don't expect Vitalik to kind of like do this kind of shit, right? I don't know yeah, why. I, I don't know why either. It's not he's, he's fucking he's human. human. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if people think of him as like this higher being. Yeah, it's like there's no way he would like you know participate in this kind of human uh-huh. shenanigan. But no, here we are, dude. Yeah, and so this came. He's he's quote tweeting a tweet from Sassel dot uh, He says the stock to flow model is such an epic failure mm. that Plan B should just delete his account. He won't, though, because he sadly still has 1.8 million followers who eat up all his hopium garbage on a daily basis. Mm. And this is relatable to us. Why? <laughs> because, um, I mean, we've... we've well, yeah, we've, because we've been talking about it. And, and yeah. uh, so if you go back to our videos, and so this is likely going to be a podcast, so we're going to be chatting for about an hour here. But, uh, but if you go back to our videos and our 20-minute video content on YouTube, 
Uh, we've talked about stock to flow ratio, I would say maybe like two or three times and then here and yeah. there, like, yeah. you know, just kind of referencing it. Yeah. Mostly because we're not real big Bitcoin people, right? No, I, I, I mean, would... I mean, we obviously, we talk about Bitcoin a lot and you know, it's what started it all. It's, it's our anchor. That's true. When we first started the podcast, we had to talk about Bitcoin first. Yeah. Right? Cause I mean, that's, that is the entry point to the whole damn show. Yeah. It's like, if you got to understand Bitcoin before you can get to anything else, really. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in those early days, three years ago or so discussing the value proposition of Bitcoin, you know, the technology behind it, like the community, all this stuff that we were just kind of like introducing ourselves to. Right. And then right. slowly through the podcast, you know, history we started discovering new things like DeFi and uh the metaverse nfts yeah the metaverse found a central land and it, for like a whole year we just talked about that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah. but bitcoin's always been in the background of, of our interest right just because we it's the mover of everything in this market like whatever bitcoin decides to do you know liquidity either enters or exits the market based on that right so mm-hmm. If you've been around for the last, I don't know, I guess since the start of the 2022, right? It's been mostly a liquidation fest. Yeah. <laughs> Exits of markets. Like, uh, now we're at that point of, uh, it's undeniable, right? Yeah. Like, we're in the... Well, it's definitely a bare phase, just because it yeah. broke all the resistance lines that people have been setting. Yeah, resistance lines. And I guess, based on this image, it's it's so off course, I guess, in the negative direction, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the course being this light blue line, right? Yes, the light blue line is that is the, the stock to flow stock to flow model. So okay. stock to flow predicted a hundred thousand dollar Bitcoin. That's why so yeah. many people during the the run up the run up yeah. that people were predicting a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Because I mean, you can look at the line and you see like it was hugging it for a good period, right? It's like, yeah. damn, dude, this model's fucking great, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were we were also recording around that time, and we we're bringing up the chart like, wow, dude, like this thing is so. It's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we used to say, right. I can't easy, believe yeah. how easy Bitcoin is. Like, it's so predictable, right? It's, it's just it, like, it, it's a breathing, living thing. Like, it has these cyclical yeah. behavioral traits to it. But then, I guess too many people started saying that and it just, you know. Well, it's, so this, Bitcoin doesn't exist in a vacuum. So it's not yeah. going down because people are, you know, uh, just all of a sudden, don't have any faith in Bitcoin. There are macro events that are influencing yeah. the Bitcoin price. And going those down. are the things we were saying too on the on the run up. And, and you know, if you've been following or listening to us, we've we've been aware that, you know, the the real world financial system has a lot of potential flaws in it. And it, we're entering an inflection point in our economy, macro economy, where it's gonna become more evident. It's gonna have rippling effects throughout the, you know, financial markets at mm-hmm. some point yeah but which they weren't happening yet at the time but now it's becoming much more clear like mm-hmm. this could be the start of those ripple effects mm-hmm. right so we always used to say dude like bitcoin's whole inception point came after like the last big financial fallout yeah 2008 2008 the yeah. housing collapse right so we've never really experienced bitcoin during like a real meltdown situation right so like a macro meltdown situation yeah so nobody really knows to a certain extent i mean we just went through the pandemic so this little blue dip yeah. here is a pandemic yeah. and but the important thing to note here is that when this pandemic happened and bitcoin dumped to like almost uh, below $5000 um there were still levers that the federal reserve could pull yeah. in order to pull us from this potential spark of a financial collapse yeah basically just regalvanize interest for the markets to just stay invested right yeah in other words because and we were talking about that in that time too like oh look the federal reserve redeployed the same methods that they did to pull us out of like a a, the financial collapse in 2008 they did the same thing they amplified it (laughs) you know and uh but we we saw like i think interest rates were like at all-time low around those times so there's not much they could do beyond this, like whatever positive effects this this, this generates, it's not going to be long lived. Yeah, and at some point, they can't just keep lowering interest rates to like the negative territory, yeah. right? Like, and it was a negative for like a brief stretch. Yeah, so right. I guess they could, but yeah, it's not sustainable, right? So everybody's been aware of that, especially the people in control of these levers <laughs> and the people who's like they're so invested in these markets. I think most people are aware of this. Of of course, the general population of people are not aware that like there's this impending yeah. doom looming. Yeah. But now I think uh, in, we're hitting these 
inflection moments for like I think everyone's going to start to feel it, right? So yeah, so let's go back to <laughs> the tweets, the, the tweet. But uh, let's go back because when we made our video on stock to flow, I was a very heavy proponent of the stock to flow ratio, but not because it's a model that really hugged this blue line and look at this model. It's like it's pretty good, right, guys? Yeah. No, that's that's all I saw. <laughs> really? Well, it's because I didn't get too deep into like you know the the mathematical reasoning behind the model, right? You did. So so and you explained it to me. And yes, it sounded somewhat credible, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's not only just credible, but it's being used to value the uh, existence of gold, right? True. And so that that's so we we go back. If you go to that video and you watch it, we we go into details as to the merit of stock to flow and its calculations. Yeah. And so when you compare Bitcoin and gold and and you understand that gold is being valued through a stock to flow ratio mm-hmm. uh, model, then it, if you look at the the details that make Bitcoin what it is and the fact that there's only so many Bitcoins, it, there's a, a flow of new Bitcoin every, you know, every stretch of four years and every four years it gets halved, that to to think that you can apply stock to flow ratio to gold but you can't do it to bitcoin to see, to me it seems like a flawed like assessment like why couldn't you apply stock to flow ratio to, to bitcoin i think it's because and the biggest reason why i had resistance to it is cuz you and i guess other proponents of this model you got, you jump the gun a little bit in your assumptions is like people will innately value something like bitcoin the way they do True. gold right like there's a, there's a psychological sentiment supporting gold yes and the infrastructure in the industry that is like in in extracting a, a, de, a determinable amount of it consistently from the earth yes yes you know that's where the the stock comes from yes. right and the, the flow models can be generated from because we have so much infrastructure in yes. place for the extraction process whatever but that's because there's thousands of years of speculative interpretations of the value of this resource right that, that yeah. support the, the the endeavor of that extraction. But right. for Bitcoin, again, it's such a new thing. It's such an infant asset. Like, it's just bred a decade or so ago. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been reliably tested during, like, you know, different times of human history where, sure. you know, there's much more struggle. There's much more financial dilemma. Sure. So, uh, but that's but, it. But here's so, the thing. Here's the thing is that uh, with Bitcoin, you don't really have to trust what anyone says about Bitcoin, you can go and verify how Bitcoin works. If you know how to read code, you can go and verify exactly. You don't have to trust anybody. You don't have to trust anybody that talks about Bitcoin on YouTube or anything. You just go read the code and you'll understand that the every four years there's a happening event and you, you understand all these details, right? So when you're talking about thousands of years of gold, we have a verifiable output of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, there's no trust, right? There's trust in gold. But like you said, we have thousands of years of, of discovering gold in the ground, creating technologies to make it easier to get gold, things like that. Yeah. So, so we have a thousand-year history with gold. We don't have that with Bitcoin, but you can go and verify how it works. And so that's why I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think we need thousands of years of Bitcoin for it to be some sort of value. No, not about some sort of value, but to... to I guess uh, make, make an assessment of like the predictions of its value with with a model. Yeah, just because we know what the driver of value like uh, interpretation or you know, perception is, it's people, humans, human yeah. beings. So, yeah, of course, Bitcoin being it's like a micro asset in the in comparison to something like gold, you need less actors like actually actively participating in this whole value perception ecosystem, right? Because mm-hmm. it's less liquidity required in order for the Price fluctuations to occur, right? So, it's true. You know what I mean? That's true. It's yeah. like, it's like a ten x differential, I think, maybe even more than that. Yeah, that's true. So, <clears throat> that's all I said. So, uh, I think uh, human behavioral, human psychology has just a larger impact, a bigger one oh, than, than mathematical support. Oh, hundred you know? percent. Like I that's like it. I said, if if we were to come up with the idea of Bitcoin as a purely mathematical uh, thought exercise. And there's no humans involved. The mathematical thought exercise would look exactly like this blue line, mm-hmm. right? Without any fluctuations whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But because this is in a human environment, then we have sentiments. We have 
this despair sentiment, and then we have this euphoria sentiment, and like this, the cycle continues, right? And so, of course, we're going to see you know fluctuations of Bitcoin as a result of human psychology. Yeah, uh, but and but you, we're yeah. not discussing whether can Bitcoin go up or down. We're discussing whether you can model the value of something based on stock to flow, which is based on golds. Yeah. And I guess also the debate is the, the utility of these models, like how you should, I guess, responsibly leverage them or irresponsibly, I guess. And that's what I meant by Vitalik's. I I agreed with this sentiment. Like, yeah, people do become too attached to these prediction models, like use them as a, like almost like certainties, you know, like, as predictions imply, right? So I guess maybe maybe that means uh, people just are less uh, educated on the idea of sure. predictions. Maybe I don't know, but sure. see. But what I find interesting is the timing of this tweet, though. That too. That's another thing. Yeah, when when things look bad, it, it becomes an easy target, right? Yeah. I mean, why didn't Vitalik tweet about you know stock to flow ratio when it was first you know postulated, uh-huh. and then second when uh, when it's then. When it's, let's say it was released in the peak of, you know, this, uh, uh, let's call this the uh, COVID, you know, stint here. Yeah. If you fit stock to flow model after this point and you see this peak here, you see all these peaks here, it's automatically invalidated if Vitalik thinks because Bitcoin is down, all of a sudden it's invalidated, you know, today's price. Mm-hmm. So, so in other words, Vitalik should have said from the beginning that stock to flow is crap because look at this peak, look at these peaks, it, it far exceeds the prediction. Mm. So, but he, I, sa- yeah, he yeah, says yeah. it now because it's easy to pile on like predictions right, yeah. are all fake news. Yeah. He's piling onto the existing sentiment. Like this, yeah, he's not the, like the initiator of, of this attack. If you scroll down, there's, you see there's others who are much more direct and malicious in their messaging, right? Yeah. Like they're going directly <laughs> after the plan B fella. Yeah. And like all of his endeavors. So this is definitely like uh <laughs> unfortunate. And these are like some of the uh like thought leaders of the space and yeah. like they're 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 participating in like probably some of the lowest lowest rings of like, you know, intellectual thought. Like this is not the type of thing that sh- people should do in reaction to uh you know what's going on here instead of I I, I don't know. Unless they truly think it's like a damaging thing. These prediction models are damaging to... Uh, oh, but we have tons of prediction models for all kinds of things. Science is based on prediction models based, based on physics. Yeah. I think I it, mean, these are all important. But it's differing of, of, of the, like, I guess, in perceptions. I don't know, because obviously Vitalik, he's, he's against all or too much yeah. speculation sure. on, of, of things. Like, a lot of these Ethereum developers and stuff like that, they built this stuff not... Not to create the next speculative mania, right? Like that's not what they have in mind. They're actually trying to build new technology, new new infrastructure for you know the human progress into the future, right? And once once the markets get kind of like co opted by this this type of thought, where people like Plan B come up and they navigate the narrative to be more focused on like the valuation mm-hmm. prospect, right? Yeah, they I think from their perspective, this is damaging to the progress of you know, their mission, which is more on the technical See, side. But uh, yeah, I disagree with them because I think we, we need both sides. We need the, the speculators too. See, but you're right. So yeah. I agree. We, we do need the speculators. But what I find interesting is that let's say Vitalik, like you were saying, he hates money, right? We, we should be <laughs> working on things. It, it seems to be that way. Right. Yeah. It's, it yeah. seems to be that way. I don't think he's come out and said it. Maybe he has, maybe I missed it, but he just like seems to support any like new project that is like in, in, and the interest, yeah, it's 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 money ex- exclusive, right? Yeah, like, money to gain money. Like things like POAP is like, man, I love POAP because it, it's more about like your your participation or like right. anything based on merit, not necessarily financial contribution. You know what I mean? But, yeah, see, so my, I guess my point is is that it's 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 weird that this is such a problem for Vitalik if our entire existence is based on these incentive mechanisms to make money. And so what do you expect when you have a cryptocurrency 
and people are trying to make money because that's the whole point of this game at this moment. Mm. Maybe there's some future of humanity where money is not really a concept anymore. And and that's more probably like, where his thoughts lie. Yeah. And that potential no, I, and future. I, I, aspect, dude, yeah. I totally agree with that future. I don't think money is the best way to really govern an, an entire... Dictate like... Uh somebody's individual like value yeah or, exactly like, position in the ecosystem like yeah because ultimately yeah. earth's resources are completely finite and if we ever develop the technology to go into other planets and extract resources then that's a different situation but for now earth's resources are finite and so we we sort of need a, a resource-based allocation system rather than a money-based allocation system um, but money is used to put a value on resources, and then hence we have everything that we have, and then we have people exploiting, you know, with Ponzi schemes and like. But not just. But there's also people um, contributing much more. For sure, much more know, constructively. Much, yeah, like, they, like Elon. Yeah, Elon has contributed by by innovation, right, and and assembly of of humanity to you know further progress introduce new products into the market that, sure. that improve people's lives it, it's that like, level of contribution is rewarded within these systems right? no 100 so, yeah. so this is not exclusively saying that our monetary system is exclusively for ponzi schemes yeah right it, it is just a the double-edged it, it's yeah. it's a double-edged sword like if you yeah. invent a car some people might use a car to run over people yep but most people will use it to transport you know you know raise resources right so um, so that's what we have with our system is that, yeah, it's the ugly parts of it. You get the ugly parts with the good parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just, um, I, I think when we were doing our assessment of stock to flow ratio, it was based on the merits, like the, the foundation of stock to flow oh, and yeah. not so much the fact that it happens to fit Bitcoin or anything mm. like that. And uh, so, yeah, that was our initial kind of like, uh, you know, our yeah. evaluation of stock to flow. Yeah, but we got to own up to it because we kind of are like a good example. Like we, we we relied a little too much on this prediction model, right? We were expecting Bitcoin's price to do something based on yeah. the, I mean, you could look at the previous price history of Bitcoin independent of this model and still make those same assumptions. Like, oh, look, every time there's like some blow off top yeah. phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because this line has been drawn by this person, this influencer, plan B. Yeah. He's kind of like he's telling people like that's going to happen by by making a definitive line. I get not, you know, like it, it's it's could it has the potential to mislead people and it and it did a lot of people. You know, I don't know if that was his intention. I think he was just trying to add more context to the the discussion. Yeah, right. Like, what is Bitcoin? Why does it? Do yeah. this thing, dude, and this is this is completely reasonable to come up with. It's not like yeah. Plan B is just talking out of his ass. It's, he's he's just taking what we use to measure value for other assets and then yeah. applying it to Bitcoin and saying, "Look what I found, guys," and that's it. Yeah, and it's and these are important because yeah, if we're expecting like, well, a lot of us are expecting institutional involvement. They're they're going to have to either rely on these models or come up with their own models in order to figure out, you know, entry, exit points, stuff like that, just like they do any other financial instrument, right? Yeah. That's what ultimately what we want to happen to the market is it's going to need, we're going to need that type of involvement, deep involvement from these type of uh, liquidity contributors, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Right. So like the markets have to have some sense of reasoning to them or else it's like never something investable. Right. That's not something we want to push on the masses. Like right. this entirely unpredictable asset that just can just, you know, not be modeled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, overall plan B. So I, don't think I mean, we, we got to take a We got to take a stand. I man, it's like, was plan B's, evaluation or assessment of Bitcoin using the stock to flow, is it still reasonable? I mean, I, I don't think anything really changed, right? Basically, like you said, that blue line is going to persist no matter what. Yeah. And, and, and so but that's it. So we have to qualify our statements here a little bit because stock to flow ratio is not, it, it, at some mm. point is going to break because stock to flow ratio, if Bitcoin has an actual limit which it does it's verifiable 21 million you can't use stock to flow ratio if you know you know in in the year 2140 the stock to flow would be infinite right there is no flow right you only have stock so uh so the stock to flow it it only makes sense to a certain point and then 
technically, if you stock the flow infinitely, Bitcoin is the most valuable asset to ever exist in the in, in the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's not exactly true, right? Yeah. We still need air and water and food and shit like that. So the, technically, those are more valuable than Bitcoin. Yeah. So uh, so there's there's you know you got to put some pump the brakes a little bit on on the stock to flow um, religion. Like, well, and that's I think that's all Vitalik was trying to say. But yeah, him and others piling on into this discussion, like they're just going about it the wrong way. Like most people who subscribe to religious ideals do, you know, they get a little too passionate about it. They become, they allow those tribalistic, you know, aspects of their, their brain to take over. Right. You know, when you passionately believe in something, it's like, man, when somebody's in opposition to that, it's like time for war. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's definitely like the monkey side. Right. That's definitely uh, not the way to be doing discussing things you know yeah and and so um well let's let's but at the same time that's what made it attractive right we probably wouldn't have gravitated towards this if it wasn't such a heated yeah argument right well not only gravitated to it because it wasn't a a heated argument but we gravitated because of the merits of how he came up with it it made sense but what all I'm saying though is like that, that's kind of the nature of Twitter, right? Like things have to become oh yeah, like this dividing, <laughs> divide, yeah. Div- divisive, and like yeah. heated, and like people in support is like 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 yeah, like yeah. people in opposition <laughs> like fuck you, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's literally how Twitter operates on pretty much all issues. So without that element of you know maliciousness, I guess from like yeah. one side to another. This wouldn't be like the forefront topic to discuss right now. Be, but good thing it was because we had a, a, a very fruitful and like deep conversation just about the damn dude. Like, because uh, this is just the beginning of what, like, uh, of the discussion. Okay, so this is just what's going on with Bitcoin. Like, we haven't even <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even looked at like what's going on on the macro side, right? Like, there's as much as we like Bitcoin, dude. It's it's nothing compared to like what what's actually going on in the world. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes. There's much more things to be concerned about. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> like that's so true. It's like talking about Bitcoin is so t- minuscule and it yeah irrelevant, inconsequential to what's actually happening in the in the wider scheme of things. Yeah, and the reason why I talk about it is again, it's like, hey, how come we didn't have that blow off top moment? And then everybody likes to point to the macro side. Well, now we're entering like a whole new monetary system where. Uh-huh. All these levers that were being activated during any kind of down pressure yeah. since the last financial collapse, according to the Federal Reserve itself, like they run out of instruments, they run out of ideas of yeah. how to, like, you know, not allow the whole thing to topple over. Essentially, see, but, they don't say it that way, but see, this you can is, interpret it. Like this such. goes back to why you know I I like the stock to flow ratio and like its its uh, analysis against Bitcoin because. Its merits were sound. Now, if you go back to the Federal Reserve and our current financial system, fractional reserve banking, if you play that out in a model, it defeats itself True. by itself without any human intervention. It yeah. kills itself. Yeah. And so, of course, if you have human involved, humans involved into this fractional reserve banking system, we have levers. All of a sudden, you can reduce... The interest rates, and then now people have cheaper money to go and spend and buy equities. Mm. All and all the stocks are going up, but uh, but that is not sustainable. And so that's that's you know what a lot of people in crypto. That's why they are in crypto because they know that our current financial system is not sustainable. Mm. And so it's true. What led to this particular conversation is like this discussion on bitcoins and its true value. And when it comes to our macroeconomic system potentially on its way to collapsing. Potentially. We've Bitcoin, all been waiting for the big one. This yeah. could be it. Yeah. Yeah. So Bitcoin, the dollar, gold, silver, all of that is completely valueless. In like an extreme in, in scenario. Ex- so, like, so, so let's qualify what extreme scenario means. Yeah. We, we have. And the only way to do that, again, is to reference history, right? So, so okay, let's, let's go to the extreme, right? Let's yeah. go first to the extreme. So we, have, uh, a, a, so we have a financial system. Let's assume it doesn't collapse, but we have, we have scenarios in where it doesn't collapse, but our entire society collapses anyways. We have a pandemic. We have an alien attack. We have an asteroid. We have a zombies. Like, all these things make dollars, 
Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that completely useless, mm. right? Okay, so forget that. So let's say that the, the probability of that happening is like almost zero. Okay, so now we have a financial collapse. So we've been on a fiat system where the dollar has been the world's reserve currency for the last hundred years. And eventually, you know, by design, it's supposed to collapse because it's just not a sustainable model. So it collapses. And potentially, we are staring right at the through the barrel of this thing happening right now. Yeah. And so, and then and like the, the trigger is only like halfway through right now. Yeah. Like whoever, whoever's <laughs> holding that, 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 that revolver. Yeah. I guess the Federal Reserve, <laughs> they're the ultimate wielders of this thing. Um, as, I guess what, what would trigger, what would actually hundred percent pull that trigger would be runaway inflation. Mm. And so how we get to that point, I'm not entirely sure. Mm hmm. But uh, but Venezuela has been there, right? We've had several countries who have runaway inflation, and we 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 have elements that have that that are in the middle of like what it looks like to be in a in a society where there's runaway inflation. It's just yeah. chaos everywhere. Yeah, that's where like the conversation kind of like shifts to now. Now we're we're talking about anticipating like yeah. well, what 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 society could look like in this type of uh i mean we're calling it doomsday scenario it's it's, it's starting to look more and more possible these days right so yeah. it's important to start talking about expectations and uh you know what what to do what how to react how, yeah. how are you going to survive because this is the type of thing that hasn't happened in in modern day society for a long time most of the people who who remember times like this don't aren't present on yeah. the earth anymore and even know? if they were present they've only they've ha they haven't even experienced what this looks like yeah well yeah but they they have an inkling of an understanding of like sure. how bad the situation can get like you know and there's people on the like on the face of the planet who you know they they live in that perpetual state you, you could talk yeah, to yeah. them and be like man <laughs> we're, we're our economy is about to go down you know what should we do let's be like you know i mean Fuck yeah. you guys. You guys haven't been helping us all this time, so you deserve this pain type shit, you know? But the, That's why we need a sponsor, uh, you know, have have the bunker sponsor this podcast so that everybody <laughs> Doomsday gets bunkers? Doomsday Bunker, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice <laughs> to capitalize on this conversation a bit. But. And, but there are people throughout history who have predicted, like, you know, nuclear strikes they predicted the end time. And that's the problem. That. Whenever we talk about it like this, like you sound like you're one of those people. Yeah, like, I, I, told, yeah. I know. And I know. Yeah. Like, the, the pro so, yeah, that's the problem. You sound like a crazy person. But, you but when you actually look at what's going on financially in our financial systems, it, it is not sustainable what we're doing. Mm. And so now the, the, this conversation is a lot less crazy and a lot more you know, the the question becomes, well, when will this happen? And I think it's a relevant thing for us to focus on, like, with this podcast, especially, you know, for one, we're in a bear market, so we're going to have to talk about something yeah, <laughs> over yeah. the next year or so for the, the crypto space. I mean, we're going to have tons to talk about with, you know, metaverse, NFT, really, whatever the hell, DeFi, there's tons of things to talk about. But still, now this is a much more relevant topic, I think, for, for everybody to be discussing, because, uh, again, this is largely understood and subscribed by a, a segment of people who who were looked at as crazy people mm -hmm. myself included you know if you bring this up in, in most people's daily lives uh it wouldn't compute because like it, it was being brought up during a time of economic abundance and like everyone was doing pretty good in life you know it's like what what do you mean everything's gonna collapse collapse yeah, like yeah. everything's fine i'm going to the grocery store i get whatever i want yeah i got a nice cushy job you know, I'm getting paid decently well. I know, I know. There's this thing called inflation, and my yeah. salary hasn't really like kept up with that. But still, yeah, all my needs are being met. So it's like, why are you bringing this up? You're just bumming me out, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> but now we're starting to see the the trickle effects. I'm starting to see on social media, everyone's kind of bickering and moaning. It's like, how come I go to the fucking yeah. Walgreens? All my prescriptions are like double. Why is my bread so expensive? Yeah. What the fuck is going on with gas? It's like almost tripled than what I was paying a few years ago. Like, what, yeah. is, what is happening? People are starting to question now, yes. right? It's, yes. it's, it's starting to hit everyone's life. So now context needs to be introduced. And I think, you know. See, the, the real debate is whether that trigger is 
fully compressed, right? That trigger has actually been fired. Oh, the trigger, yeah. Or do no, we still yet. have some time? Well, maybe the trigger has been pulled, but it's like the slowest. It's just the slowest, slowest bullet. bullet yeah, ever. it's like <laughs> ripping through all that flesh. Just yeah, I guess like the actual entry point of the bullet is what? Like war. Uh, Conflict. Because that's my yeah, thesis. Yeah. I so would like, say, yeah, I would say so. That's, that's like the, the the worst case scenario. But these kind of like economic, um, you know, collapse type scenarios lead to, right? Like yeah. all of a sudden the incentive models for the world to play nice just kind of like fall off a cliff, right? Like there's a reason why, you know, we haven't had much global conflict as of late because we're, we're such an interconnected global economy, right? There's a lot of at stake whenever countries go to war. Yeah. You know, like we depend on each other a lot these days, much more than we did back in the old days, right? Everything was kind of like isolated within like a, you know, just a nation's activity, right? Like you as your nation and your community of people, citizens, largely manufactured and produced goods for your own citizens, right? Like the economic activity was right. bounded. But now we have such a global economy. Everybody depends on each other. That's the, been the main incentive not to, like, you know, be evil towards one another. Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, if, if all of a sudden the, the economic ties collapse and we're back to our human roots <laughs> of, of <laughs> you, know, you know, monkey brain activity and survival is, like, priority number one. Yeah. That's usually why, like, ginormous global conflicts kind of, like, spur from that. So that's... Yeah, when you were talking that's about... definitely the bullet, dude. The conflicts, sure. it's like, um, you know, there's this tweet that's happening right now. I think there's a... Um, all these people are going to NFT NYC, and they're, they have signs. They have protest signs. They say, God hates NFTs. Saw that, yeah. And, and so, to me, that... It reminds me of, like, this post-apocalyptic scenarios that we see in movies where... Um, like in I Am Legend, he's yeah. like bending down, like picking something up and like the camera's looking at him and behind him is a sign and a sign from a gas station with a price of like $5.80. And like we're, we're that was at, preposterous back then. Yeah. yeah. That, and that was ridiculous. That was, yeah. Wow. Back when, you know, it was like around $2, but. Um, That's actually kind of frightening. And and that was like, yeah. So, so now we have these post-apocalyptic predictions like in these movies, which I mean, obviously, you can say whatever you want, but since it's a movie, you know, you can kind of do anything you want. But point is, post-apocalyptic in a movie, gas prices are around $6, and we're there right now. We're there now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and so this, this sort of conversation about Bitcoin and its value, we, we started talking about, well, what's, what's Bitcoin's true value anyways if mm. the financial system is going to collapse? Yeah. And so the value is technically zero. <laughs> Yeah, it's all like a sentiment question, like, and that's the most the scary thing to realize. Because yeah, now like the the sentiment is spreading beyond just you know people within like the, the the investor class, right? Like this is these are typical conversations. I think people like heavily invested in these markets is is figuring out what's going to cause them to go up or down, right? That's that's pretty much all yeah. we talk about. So yeah, you paint all these doomsday scenarios as like a potential driver to exit markets and stuff like that, but these are things most people are not concerned about, right? Because Life is tough. Like you, you can only have so much mental bandwidth to think about these things whenever you're only concerned about survival and like providing for your family, things like this, the real important stuff, right? Yeah. Not the speculation of assets. That is not the important stuff of life. Yes. Right. So now that it's starting to be felt by everybody, that's, this is whenever things get like kind of squirrely. Like if the sentiment shifts, all of a sudden people really do start to feel it. And like just conversations, it's spreading on social media. Everyone's becoming aware cognizant of the fact that something's wrong right you can feel the energy in the air it's it's electric yeah. it's like shit things are changing you know and what it's going to influence behavior quite a lot uh, i right? you know i dude when we have these conversations i always tell you that i 100 percent agree with you with okay. everything that you're saying wow <laughs> which is 100 percent yeah if if uh if you watch you know our daily podcast our live events uh we don't necessarily agree 100 percent that's true. Rarely. We usually always disagree on something. We, we yeah. disagree on something. Yeah. So having said that, I mean, breaking news, I mean, from Forbes, this is 18 hours ago, I am buying Elon Musk reveals surprise crypto bet amid 2 trillion Bitcoin Ethereum uh, price crash. So he's, he's announcing. Oh, he's just, I'm buying, yeah. Yeah, he's announcing that he's still buying crypto even mm -hmm. though it's crashed. So 
you know, the richest guy on the planet Earth, the guy that's doing the most for planet Earth, and I don't know why people have so much hate for him. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> but having said that, anyways, regardless, yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy is still buying crypto, mm-hmm. right? And so what does that tell you? It's like, okay, so this guy has enough resources to have all the solar panels, completely sustainable house. He doesn't need, you know, a grid. He doesn't need anything from, like, society or anything. He can stay alive. Yeah. Yet he's still putting his resources in a in crypto, Yeah. which tells me that sh- even though shit might get really bad, you, it, humans are still going to exist, right? We're going to go, we're going to pass through this pain. Well, yeah, but yeah, he's a good, perfect example of somebody. No matter what happens, like from a macro perspective, yeah, he's good. He could still participate in anything, like no matter what. Like, yeah, he's, that's true. He's always going to have liquidity present, no matter what. You know, so he's yeah. not a good representation of like, yeah, that's true. The human experience, right? Like, yeah. But you're you're right in the sense, even even though with the obvious loom, the the death loom yeah. of like the macro slide that's apparently beginning. And I'm sure he's well aware of. He's making like you know decisions to allocate into these markets. These these markets that we're in full support of, right? Crypto right. stuff. So, of course, I mean it's not a bad hedge. It's a very gr- sure. good hedge. You sure. know, if what we're saying is true, and we are in the beginning phases of a financial meltdown slash collapse, like it's not a bad idea to invest in some sort of assets that are like completely independent of like, you know, whatever the outcome of that. Is right. Yeah. They're still going to exist on chain. All these assets, right? Yeah. Uh, who knows if there'll be wars fought over? Who's going to be like the actual provisioners of like uh, you know mining power or hash rates, whatever? Yeah, that could happen. I don't know. But the point being, it, like the value of these things are independent of like a nation's position in like the uh, geopolitical race, right? Like, yeah, we're not all dependent on like the society of Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this isn't, currently doesn't exist, really, like, like it does for the yeah, United States and the dollar that supports that value. Right? Yeah, right now, Bitcoin's barely worth, uh, what is it, a trillion dollars? Let's double check. Bitcoin? No, all no, of like crypto. Whole, yeah, all of crypto is worth trillion. So Bitcoin's probably like 300 billion or 400 billion right now. 400? Uh, 400 billion. I mean, peanuts still. Yeah, it's, yeah, all of crypto is down. It's below a trillion, right, yeah, well, from a few, few days ago. Exactly. Like, we're still so early. Like, this isn't even, like, yeah. It's yeah, and, and so butter. part of our discussion and uh, was, okay, so we got, we got this financial collapse. We've, everybody who understands economics, they, they know that fiat, the fiat monetary system is not sustainable, right? So how do we, what, what is it going to take to, like, move beyond fiat? And, like, our response is the only one that you could say is crypto. Yeah, like, like I said, yeah, because it's not tied to a nation's correct performance, economic performance, whatever activity, whatever, whatever the confidence or whatever is needed in order to establish confidence in in a nation's currency, right? Like, yeah, and that's I feel not like, what's that's not what these uh, cryptos are. I mean, a lot of them still. I mean, we're just talking about Bitcoin, I guess, but yeah, obviously the the value proposition of a lot of these cryptos are you know debatable at best. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, Bitcoin is valueless if we have, like, an entire apocalyptic collapse. Yeah, or somehow, like, the... And he's just going to lose money. I mean, money's valueless anyways Mm -hmm. because you need the actual resources, the food, the electricity, things like that, the shelter. Um, So... But yeah, you're... I don't know. I guess what what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to calm your, your nerves specifically because we have, you know, the most, I guess productive human in existence investing in crypto like re- regardless of a crash that doesn't i don't really care what elon musk does to be honest uh, I'm, I'm, i i mean it I says something i mean it doesn't mean you know <laughs> this is no religion here it's not like yeah like, i don't care if this guy like starts eating poop and he's like <laughs> he, says, he says like, like this, this is, is nutritious this, this is how you s- extend life by 10x yeah i don't care dude <laughs> fuck off with that noise but i get it he's an important guy he is the guy right now yeah and yeah, it adds something. But he also kind of like exhausted that thing during this previous cycle. Cause yeah, he, yeah, he's, he, he's he a meme. All the time. He's a meme lord. Yeah, like, do we, people really still care if he's buying or selling? I mean, some people do, but this is not going to be what like galvanizes but, the whole market. But here's the thing. But we do have to consider what he does to some importance because... Of course, of course. <laughs> as, as the small fish we are in this great big sea, 
we need to understand what the bigger fish are doing and what where they're allocating their, their funds. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't do that, then you know you start missing boats. I mean, yeah, but you can you can make these determinations independently of Elon's. Well, of course. I mean, we, I mean that's, that's what we do. That's what we do. We, yeah. we, we we recognize. Okay, yeah, there's a historical trajectory. Again, it could be independent on Plan B's models. Like you just look at the historical value of it. If you subscribe to that and you think it's going to persist into the future. Based on you know the fact that it's a, it's a finite resource, blah blah blah, yeah. it's, and it's at some point maybe it will be the reserve asset of the future. Who knows? Then yeah, these are buy points, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> historically, yeah. This, this is a great price to be buying. You know, but but I, I guess Elon has a ton of influence on like uh, normies, and, True. and so if the normies see is like whoa, yeah, he's Elon is still about, buying. He's out there tweeting about Dogecoin. Let's take a look at the Dogecoin chart, dude. Yesterday he was like, "I'm in full support of Dogecoin." Still, let's see if the let's see if the normies give a fuck anymore. <laughs> oh shit, it's still number eleven, dude. Of course, it's Doge. I mean, it's actually up. <laughs> well, I guess we're looking at a rebound period, actually. So. Yeah, we are. So I mean, expect not, more down, but yeah, well, we're looking at it's. We've been so down, like over the next couple of weeks, we're probably going to expect like a nice. Uh, bump up but that doesn't mean anything yeah it doesn't mean anything yeah but yeah like this doesn't look like the market is reacting like at all to elon's sentiment yeah you know and that's to be expected these are a great indication of we're in a true bear market right it doesn't matter what elon is doing or thinking you know now, now we're in like the uh smart money phase of the market meaning like you know influence means nothing at this point right because retail is out yeah they're not participating again retail is feeling something different yeah they're not yeah. out there thinking like now's the time to invest. They're out there thinking like, man, like how do I afford my fucking weekly groceries? You know, shit like yeah. that. Like much more pertinent decisions need to be made. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's um, that's the real discussion at hand. You know, that's why there's stealth phases in the markets, right? Like, you know, if 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 you're in the fortunate financial position where you could still allocate, you know, during these times, yeah, you should be. Right? <clears throat> See, but that's the thing is like, should you? Well, I, I said, if you're fortunate <laughs> to have this kind of like allocation budget, meaning like, yeah, you should not overextend yourself ever, right? But okay, I, but of course but, that's the big. But it's a, it's a bigger question as to should you if there's going to be a larger collapse. Meaning, do you have solar panels in your house? Do you have an electric okay. vehicle? Do you have sustainable food so- sources? Yeah. Do you have water, uh, sustainable water, like? Well, yeah, then these, these if are, yeah. if yes, then yeah, you can invest. I agree with that, but this is a whole new like introduction of variables to that life equation. That, yeah, because that, that we're not really considering. I mean, we we, now, we yeah. were just talking about a collapse of proportions that no one on planet has ever gone through before. Yeah, and like well, we didn't really go in. Well, you can kind of like that's what I'm saying. The conversation now is to like make these assumptions. What that looks like for society at large. Yeah. Right? And again, we have references to that historically. The best one is the Great Depression. It was a decade-long strife. And it was hyper-specific to the United States, wasn't it? And parts of Europe, for sure. I yeah. Mean, you know, and, and then, yeah, what, what happened after that? There was a, 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 a lack of leadership <laughs> to get <laughs> us out of such a, a strifeful situation. And then, you know, it brought people in positions of power who probably didn't have good intentions, but they still like leverage the whole, sure. you know, the sentiment of the masses, which is like, you know, frustration, anger, hatred, whatever the hell. And like it, it took, took them over and it's, it created conflict right now. Yeah. I mean, it, it got so bad. There was, it was common that people were, took their lives. Oh yeah, that too. And, and if that was in a, in a macro situation that it wasn't, that, that is, that is uh, comparatively not as, you know, um, as bad as what we're potentially looking at, yeah. then, you know, suicide is probably going to be the minimum thing that we're worried about, right? You get yeah, I guess killed it, for your roof or yeah. killed for your food or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you can extrapolate and, yeah, start making these predictions. Just like there's, like, indicators of, like, too much euphoria in markets, so going to be indicators for, like, too much despair <laughs> as well. <laughs> Once they start installing those, like, safety nets on Wall Street, 
Oh, <laughs> like damn. all across Wall Street, it's like just too many people jumping. Yeah, like in China, they did that for uh, yeah. people who are making iPhones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That that sounds like a pretty despairful situation to be in. Yeah. So is like all of your wealth just dissipating, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's what happens. People sometimes they don't want to face the reality of living or like readjusting, readapting to a, sure. a potential new future scenario where. You don't have luxury in your life anymore. You're back to those basic roots, right? Yeah. And some people can't adapt. Ultimately the question is, is this something to be worried about now or later? Or that yeah, that's our, the hard our, thing. <laughs> we can't we can't really know. It's like uh like Plan B's predictions. Exactly. The same thing as like subscribing too much to a thought or an idea is like to where you you're banking everything on the fact we're going to have a blow off top this cycle, right? And you get yeah. caught with your pants down because it doesn't happen. Yeah, and, and ultimately thing. if um you know, if you design your life where you're sort of, you know, somewhat independent from society in the sense that you're not depending on like an electrical grid and you're not depending on, you know, all these different factors, you can kind of like grow food. So I think like, those are all good things to have regardless true. if there's a collapse or not. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that answers your question of like, should you even like consider doing what Elon's doing if you have like allocatable funds? Like, should you even be acquiring assets at a time like this? You know? Yeah, that, that's that's. I the think question. that answers the question though, because it's like if you've got to still remain balanced, you know. Yes, yes. You cannot just oversubscribe to an idea like a, even a negative one. Yeah. It's like you know, oh, even a negative one. Yeah. Especially a negative one, because you, you got to like hedge for all scenarios. So if we're going down and we don't know how far we're going down, we need to hedge in the event that we don't go down. We're going to yes. go back up. Yes, yes. So acquire some assets just in case. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean, you know, also be over the top in the other direction. It's like, dude, all it's like we're at the bottom. Yeah, according we're all to the, in. Yeah, we're at the bottom according to all these models. I need to go all in. Yeah. Don't do that. That's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you need to hedge in all scenarios. And when things are going up, you should be hedging in the, in the inverse direction too. Such a good, you know, such a good lesson, man. And it, it's, it's so, so hard so to difficult. follow though. I know. It's so difficult to be disciplined like that because. Emotions. Yeah. And our stupid emotions, brains, man. dude. The brain sucks yeah. so much ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, we could think of these things in advance, but like, yeah, the follow through aspect. Oh yeah. Execution is always a motherfucker. Yeah. That's always. That's what. I guess makes the difference, right? Between yeah, those who can execute are the ones who master life pretty yeah, much. Yeah, man. You know? I thought I was a good executor, but God damn it, man. It's, the, it's that brain. I still have a primitive aspect of my brain. Very much. We I, all do, dude. You, every, I, th- I thought I was a robot, man. Vitalik has it. As much as we thought he was like, you That's know. That's true. This is proof that Vitalik has it. Yeah, he's not blockchain Jesus, dude. I mean, <laughs> he is and he isn't. He's still, again, like he's human. He he. So, he's so, like um, Elon in a sense. Yeah, Elon. Yeah, as much as he's he's revered among like you know tech uh, techno fights or I don't know dweebs. Yeah, exactly. As much as he's revered, he he has his flaws too, and that's why you know people don't like him because they see those those character flaws, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean he's he's got a kid out there who wants to like remove his name or something, remove yeah. the Musk name from their name because. Yeah, I bet you he's a terrible father. To be honest, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure he's, he is. He's yeah. given them amazing like, like resources. resources. <laughs> yeah, but as we know, humans don't just want resources. That's humans right. Humans <laughs> want love and all this brain shit. You know, there's yeah. more to being a dad than just you know putting a roof. Or like the most baller of roofs over your, your yeah. kids. You know. <laughs> yeah. And this is example of that, dude. Like nobody's perfect. Yeah. In other words, but that that's such a good message is that you got to hedge up and hedge down too. Yeah. Because yeah, maybe this collapse never happens. Maybe we're so resilient and intelligent as a population that we just don't, we figure out a way where there isn't uh, an apocalypse. Yeah. That's a very possible scenario. I, I, as a matter of fact, I would, if I was a betting man, I would bet on that scenario rather than a complete collapse. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're at, like, at such a stage of, of uh, technology where... And understanding. Yeah, like somehow, you know... The whole automation thing like bails us out in some way. Like it's like I mean, we were we were having several conversations throughout the year about Bitcoin, and uh, you said the only way that this thing pops, the the way this thing will pop or you know kind of break down is when the United States pulls the plug. They make it illegal to hold Bitcoin. Blah blah blah. Well, that's 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 because I was operating under the assumptions of of these types of predictions of like we're going to have a blow off top. 
Because I'm imagining in order for this market to have a blow off top phase at this stage, it's going to require trillions of dollars of liquidity true. injected like on a daily basis. Yeah. That would be a true blow off top where we see a 300K Bitcoin or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And I was like, dude, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way the government's like not going to see that and like step in and like, you know, and I was thinking what could possibly, you know, put see, an end to that. And, and my argument is, is I, I, I don't. I think that's a very possible scenario, right, for the United States to kind of step in maybe and be that, like... Maybe that's the next cycle then. I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. my, my point, my argument against that was it is a lot more fruitful for the United States to adopt Bitcoin because if they don't, they're going to be left behind to where they can't yeah. recover. Well, Bitcoin has the most to lose. I mean, yeah, America, the United States. The America has the most to lose yes. in the Bitcoin scenario, the Bitcoin maturation scenario where... It's yeah, the it, world's reserve currency by every yeah. other country except the United States. Exactly. It, it depegs the United States' control over like our macro That's right. you know, economic situation, which, I mean, probably is necessary for the future, like progress of humanity. Just to yeah. have, of course, like financial systems independent of like nation states. It's a much, it's a human currency, like yeah. equal to all. Yes, like yes, Everybody yes. can participate in these economies. We're not just like, you know, creating barriers between ourselves. Like, yeah. Yeah, that is what we want, right? That is completely reasonable. Yeah. It is what what you would expect from a, a sane a, society. Like a civilized, a future society. A future yeah, society. For sure. But of course, there's 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 a process to get to that. For sure, point. yeah. And, and, and we, that process could be a nuke here or... <laughs> a nuke here, a nuke there. Yeah. You know, just a couple of genocides or two. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean I that know, would dude. that would that would accelerate uh, significantly. Famine. Yeah, I don't know, dude. And then yeah, all of a sudden, we're, we're whoever's left standing. Yeah, they're like it's, it's up to them to determine like, like yeah, maybe, the new model. Maybe we should be fair. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe you see what happened? We just nuked like eighty yeah. percent of our humanity. It's like <laughs> what led us to this point? Like, yeah. well, why did why are we so divisive? Why why did we that's get right. into this kind of war? Oh, it's because yeah, we created borders. Yeah, and that's right. We created you know these perceptions of like uh, loyalty to a specific, you know, chunk of land, yeah. things like this, like very primitive concepts and behaviors, but practical ones because, you know, it, it, it made sense at the time. Yeah. And it's, it's how you uh, build communities and like, uh, yeah, you, you onboard um, participants in, in an economy and like, you know, you know, you can create an abundance of things, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's how things worked out, I guess, <laughs> over time. Yeah. But it's also, because of that, it's generated some things that don't make sense. Like, for example, when you go to the grocery store, you can buy apples that come from Europe. It's like, why? Why, why would you do that? It's like sending apples from Europe all those thousands of miles. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Just to feel like a baller for a second, I guess. It's like, look at this crisp fucking Italian apple or something. I don't know. Just Yeah, but, just, that, but that's my point. That, that, that is not a sustainable society mm. is that we can we're shipping things that we can just grow locally yeah right so these are the kinds of assessments that i think will happen under these so, sorts of conditions yeah well shit well we'll be lucky if we get to see that day yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing and yeah it's sorry everybody who if this is like new information and like it, it's dooming you out yeah <laughs> but shit i mean we're gonna have to get used to it it's another one of those things that we talk about it's like a we're gonna enter this period of time that is going to be new to most of us and it's going to require like a, a brain shift in a way like because we, we largely have lived in a period of time where there's not too much existential threats to mm -hmm. the average day citizen right and because of that we've enjoyed a lot like a lot of luxuries a lot of comfort a lot of uh you know of the benefits of living in a modern civilized society and, and if those things are stripped away now it's time to readapt to like the basic levels of humanity, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's going to be a radical shift, you know? So things don't exclude yourself from like these, these things that make you feel bad. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to prepare yourself for in the event that it, does, that it does end up this bad, right? Like, yeah. You don't want to just, just because things make you feel bad, you don't want to think of like a, a, a worst case scenario. It's like, oh, I don't want to think about that because that makes me sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> that is a mistake. Yes. <laughs> Don't do that. It makes you sad because if it happens, of course, it's going to be horrible. So you, you need to hedge and prepare. You know? you know what I worry about? I mean, not, not, not worry about, but is the stuff that you don't know that you don't know. Like, for example, when we're talking about this scenario, I wonder, I'm going to ask you guys, is there some sort of element to our 
society or economic system that we're not accounting for that will not lead us down a path where every man for themselves. Like, is there some sort of element that's missing in our, uh, our own prediction models, right? That, that allows humanity to persist on and we can safely go to go to sleep at night thinking there won't be a collapse and we should prepare for, you know, what Elon is doing, buying more crypto. I mean, all I'm wondering is, are we missing something in our discussion? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot we're missing. Yeah, so that's 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 the uh, task at hand over this this uh, bearish period is to hopefully identify these things. This right? hope, yeah, like yeah, find hopium within all this rough. Like maybe Elon <laughs> comes up with some way where, uh, or, or Elon pushes or lobbies for every house in the United States should have fifty percent off solar panels or something, just because of um, all these different uh, discounts and everything that that mm. maybe the United States says, yeah, we should be independent from oil, right? And so everyone should have solar panels. Uh, I think that would give a lot of hope that things won't go to a complete collapse. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully something like that starts to be taken into consideration from our leaders. The elites. Uh, the, the elites start, start the thing thinking, is, like, maybe we should think more sustainably, guys. That would be a, a turn of events <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But I think for sure, yeah, it's going to become more prevalent and in demand, like uh, from a public perspective, right? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, we see it all. I mean, we saw it this morning, dude. Like, we're here having these conversations, and then like we're getting pinged from like you know relatives or yeah, friends yeah, yeah. or whatever. It's like, dude, did you see the new Mario game? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shit like that, right? It's like, dude, there's some really cool show on Netflix, dog. Like shit like that. It's like, God, dude, just just nobody's aware. Nobody's, yeah, I. I it's it's just not being discussed enough, but but again, we're gonna get to a point where it's it's as prevalent as the pandemic was. It was on everyone's mind, right? Because True. It's unavoidable. It was in front of everyone's face. Everyone felt the effects of that. Yeah. And so we were all forced to like collectively deal with it, and like it changed culture for a good minute. You yeah. know, it changed everyone's everything lives. Like yeah. You know? And same thing's gonna happen. And um, <clears throat> yeah, like and I was saying, like it's the things we're not really used to. Like the pandemic pandemic was a huge shift in everyone's life because we're used to minimal existential threats yeah it's like the pandemic was interesting because even though we're connected via the internet this is something where it connected all humans via like biology yeah you know that's all of a sudden everyone became cognizant like what 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 do you mean there's a virus like uh we we are an actual network hmm. just by ourselves our human bodies are become have become a network yeah and hopefully it woke people up to like you know Remember what happened? Like, you know, the shelves were emptying quick. Yeah. Once the supply chain, you know, system broke down for like a little bit, you know, yeah. within a week or two, like, couldn't find. Dude, food. it was you crazy. You couldn't find meat anywhere. It, it was post-apocalyptic in its truest sense. Like, yeah. you would go to the grocery store, all the shelves were empty. And there was ginormous lines just to get two yeah. cases of water. Yeah. Two cases. Like, yeah. how, how much is that going to get you through, you know? And at some point, those those water cases are gonna be gone. So, like, what are you gonna yes. do in that situation? Yeah. If you if you didn't like live through that and like start to postulate, like, you know, what the hell happens in a complete meltdown scenario? What happens when Walmart closes their doors because, yeah, the whole system is collapsed? They don't have any more product. To, yeah, there's no to, products. Yeah. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? We live in such cluster society. Like, yeah. you know, there's no water wells connected yeah. to our houses. You know. I mean, yeah, there's there's city water, but what happens in the event that's gone to? Yeah, I don't know. Like all these questions, right? It's just hopefully you think about this stuff, and yeah, let like let's start planning for a future <laughs> where that could happen again in a much grander scale. Yeah, and that's it. I guess the, yeah, the bigger point is there is a non-zero probability where this situation actually rolls out in our lifetime. Yeah, that's that's the that's why we're discussing. That's the real issue. Is a non-zero chance. Yeah, so it's important to just just don't disregard it is is the main takeaway because we're over an hour now. It's just don't don't ignore it. Yeah, don't disregard it, but also don't like make it your everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know true. What I mean, that's true. Like, still don't don't let it live in your head because I know like it 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 does induce anxiety. I feel it. Yeah, I'm feeling it right uh, now. Yeah, same. I, I'm I'm like uh, I never feel anxiety, <laughs> and I'm feeling it. Yeah, it's like I need to hurry up and like you know get more chickens or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that half cow I wanted to get like a long time ago? It's like double the price now. You know, get your half cows now, dude. Go get half your half cow. 
Yeah, like a ha- like literally half a cow, like the meat of half a cow. Really? Like half. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You could buy you could buy a whole cow if you want, but it's gonna cost you like three grand. Oh shit! It used to cost you like twelve hundred bucks for a whole cow. That was like good days, you know. What I yeah. Mean? Now there's like a shortage. And well, that that would be sustainable milk if you just buy a cow, right? I mean, well, I mean like a butchered cow. Oh, okay. You can't buy half a live cow, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, but buying a full cow that's well, alive. Well, of course, that's the next milk. level. If you could somehow, you know, buy land and like have a whole cattle ranch, dude, you're so fucking half chilling. a cow is three thousand dollars. No, 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 like fifteen hundred. Like a whole cow is three grand now. For all that meat is fifteen hundred dollars, and it's a lot of meat. It's like a four hundred, five hundred, six hundred pounds, something like that. It's Holy a lot of meat. Shit. So it'll probably last you like a whole year, like a family okay. of two or three. Damn. One hell of an investment, though. That is. You got to get That's two, one hell of two a big ass freezers and like stock them full of the beef. You know, but damn, this is crazy. If we have to think to, about these this. These are things to consider, you know? Yeah, like you asked, like, damn, damn. maybe I shouldn't be buying Bitcoin. <laughs> maybe like I should be buying chunks of 1500 <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, and that's it. Like, it's just reintroducing a new uh, uh, variable in life. Preparation. And, yeah, man, because, I mean, <laughs> shit. There's a lot we could do. Yeah. We're living. We're still alive, fortunately, but so we got to react and adapt, dude, to, like, the the situation. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's been our chat about Bitcoin and the ramifications of Vitalik's tweet and uh, the macroeconomic, like, situation. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to be talking a lot more about that because it is interesting. Yeah. And if you yeah. if you have some sort of element in our discussion that we're Totally completely missing, missing which dude, is probably a lot. Yeah. Please let us know in the comment section and in, in, in our yeah, YouTube disclaimer, channel. Disclaimer: We do not have economics degrees or anything like that. Yeah. We've never worked for like a a hedge, a hedge fund, fund or anything. <laughs> We're just talking shit right now. That's yeah. it. That's the full <laughs> disclaimer. So yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely follow us on Twitter at the Block Runner and also at Metazone IO. Um, let us know what you think about this conversation. Is it uh, relevant? Is it important? Is it uh, something that we should we shouldn't be worried about? Yeah, let, let us know. Yeah, let us know. But yeah, yeah if you can give us some hopium, you know, much appreciated. So, having said that, thank you guys for watching, and we will catch you in the next video. Peace. <laughs>